Yeah, there's no intro today. Yeah, hello and welcome to the Ringo Zone. We don't have an intro today. My name's Kayla. My name's Matt. And I'm Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Max. You are the Squidward of the Ringo Zone. I'm you are the Flying Dutchman. No, you're definitely the Squidward of the podcast. Maybe you're the Flying Dutchman of, like, other aspects of your life, but in here. Based on what? One, you just said it, and two, you're kind of general, like, I'd rather be anywhere but here. I'm feeling super low energy today, and I would rather be anywhere but here. Hey, we're talking about volleyball today. We're talking about volleyball. You know, it's funny about that we're talking about volleyball. I've been watching Haikyuu, which is about volleyball. And I forgot what this episode was actually about, so I'm like, oh, was there an episode where they played volleyball? There Am was. I going to be able to compare it to Haikyuu? And nope, nope, that's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. I adore this episode start to finish. It's incredible. It is a dumb name that they chose that she has to end the series with. Rebecca they, Sugar being a shit. Rebecca Sugar being like, I don't know, looking around her desk and looking at her little little haiku figurine, probably, and then being like, <laughs> volleyball. Having said that, I do enjoy that, like, during the game, the I, I like that it's all Jaspers that um, play too rough. Oh, yeah. I, I do enjoy that. And I also enjoy that, like, the actual volleyball itself was used for, like, comedic punctuation. Like, it struck Steven in the face for his inspiration for Pink Pearl's it. nickname. And then, like, it hit Pearl in the face to, like, be a smack in the face when she's like, oh, yeah, this Pearl is older than me. And her face is just like, ew, this is going to be weird, isn't it? It is kind of funny in the saddest fucking way that our Pearl is just, like, being condescending to her the whole time. Like, oh, sweetie, oh, honey. And then Volleyball's just like, I'm older than you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, and, and... And our Pearl deserved that, I think. Yes, <laughs> she really fucking did. I mean, because like I do like that their dynamic over the course of the episode visibly changes. Like that we oh, start, yeah. we start their relationship off with like maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding, but still like, a, are you going to compete for pink for pink diamonds uh, affections? Not is that what we're doing? Love. Yeah, which one of us is she going to? You know, make her Pearl. You know, um, and it's like, yeah, that's a misunderstanding, but the tension is still there oh yeah and pearl being a little dismissive is her way of dealing with the trauma associated with this i think and you know um i'm gonna have to call her volleyball aren't i you are volleyballs you uh, could call her wilson if you'd prefer I'd, oh, honest to god max i would rather her nickname be wilson is that like, go with Wilson, then. Let's just or go better. with Wilson. It's so it takes me out of the moment every single time, and it's like I, I know that I have praised Steven Universe, but for this before, where it's very good at balancing humor and serious tonality, but it's like this was just like a nothing piece of humor. Like it's not funny. That's the thing is it's not a joke and it's not funny and it's not humor. So I'm just like, I like everything about this episode except for this. So okay. it's like funny for the half second where it's like, ha, Steven named her volleyball. And then it immediately loses all of its charm yeah. because of literally everything else that follows the rest of this exactly. episode. Yes. Jokey joke for the abuse survivor PTSD yeah. episode. No, it, like it could have it could have been and it should have been almost anything else. So we're going to yeah. go with Wilson because I need I need this. 
I need this. I need this to, to get through the episode. I cannot call her volleyball. Well, Wilson never shows up or says anything or does anything that matters again, so. I mean, we do see her one more time, and when we get to that, I do want to talk about it, because I do actually think that there's, like, an important moment in there. Did um, she actually do anything, or was she just in the background? She was with Peridot. It was in, like, the last like second to last episode or third to last episode yeah it was when was steven was in full when we're full panic mode full panic mode with the with the greaser hair he fucks some shit yeah. up it's like what happened with amethyst in guidance but like to the 10th power um and yeah. then he goes to peridot's gardening class which okay by by the way incredible yeah she was in the class and she was in the class it was like in a greenhouse area yeah i really like wilson um, I I really adore how she is handling her trauma. That being not from a writing perspective, not from a practical perspective. Yeah, that, that being uh, avoidance and denial, which she justifies from square one when she comes to see Stephen, and you know she's like, "Oh no, Pink Diamond did this," but you know, like she didn't mean to or whatever. And it's like, yeah. I am in. No kidding, y'all. I am in therapy right now practicing this concept of like dismissing my own trauma because i'm like well they didn't mean it yeah they did their best or whatever and it's just like mm-hmm. no that's no it's still trauma so like the first time i watched this episode it was before i had gotten to this part in therapy and now that i'm here in my life and re-watching it it hit hard the first time i watched it but it's hitting harder now <laughs> yeah you know the line where, like, when she's like, oh, no, no, Pink Diamond did this, and Steven turns pink, and they both have a moment where they're like, oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. And then Steven is like, sorry, it's just baggage, because he dismisses it, too. Like, everyone yeah. everyone dismisses their trauma in this episode up until, up until a point, and it's just so excellently handled. And it's just like, sorry, it's just baggage. And it's like, it's the same baggage. Just talk about it. Why don't you talk to each other? Yes, just like, give it a try. 14-year-old Steven would have come at this better. I and feel this like, is a, have yeah, we addressed ahead. this fact already in past episodes? We have, but but I'm bringing it up again because it keeps, like, this is a We're just going to bring this up in every episode in future. Yeah, it's just going to well, keep Maybe not every episode, but like you're you're hearkening back to like a specific song, you know, where it's just like this like Steven young Steven knew how to do this and as he's aged and taken on like more of a leadership role, he's just put that part of him away, you know? Mm-hmm. God, future is so good. That's very depressing. It's very depressing. It is very depressing. You're right. But it's a more ma- like it's a more mature show for a more mature audience with a more mature Steven with more mature issues. Like it holds hands so well with the original series. I was getting into a thing about this, not about Steven Universe, um, but about uh, Legend of Korra is coming to Netflix. And I saw someone saying like Legend of Korra is a better show than Avatar because it addresses <laughs> uh... more mature and complex themes. And I'm like, well, it does do that. But those but, things are also easier to fuck up, and Legend of Korra fucks up. Yes. Yeah. Future took Steven's character to places I'd been wanting them to take him the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe in some ways that's a better story or whatever, but I would definitely not have wanted a much longer show to yeah. be like what Future was on Cartoon Network. It Like, it's just really... Not great, I think, for Steven Universe's original target audience. Like, mm-hmm. like the original audience who grew up with it, maybe, but not, like, 
kids in that demographic. Yeah. You you brought up Korra, and that's interesting because Steven Universe Future achieved what Korra fumbled. So it's like, no, you're right that just because a follow-up show is more mature for a more mature fan following doesn't necessarily make it as good or better than the source mm-hmm. material. And I would argue that Steven Universe Future is just as good as Steven Universe. It, it is a completely different show aimed at a yeah. completely different target demographic, but it rounds out the world in a way that Korra didn't. Yeah. That Korra could have, you know? And, and mm-hmm. didn't, and failed. And that's a huge fucking bummer. So it it speaks to how good the crew universe is at what it is that they do, you know? Yeah. Was there an observation I made during the episode that I asked you guys to remind me of, because I can't remember it? Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's when oh. Steven, Steven being Doctor, yeah. so when Steven leaves Beach City at the end of the series... That means the gems aren't going to be able to heal their cracks anymore, unless like Steven drains a ton of saliva into vats as oh, like a Eggie. storage system and no, comes back sometimes just to drool into that. them. Can we not talk about a spit jar? I don't want to talk about a spit jar in the freezer. <laughs> Steven Universe's cure-all spittoon. No. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I hate it, but you're not wrong. See, this is why I'm the Flying Dutchman. Squidward couldn't do this to you. <laughs> I, I think you're the Flying Dutchman in your life, but taken in context of the Ringo Zone and with the rest of the hosts, I do think you're the Squidward of us. I'm not a fucking sad sack, though. So, um... <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, run away. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Max, I don't want to fight with you. Damn right you don't. No, I don't want to fight with you, because we're recording, and if we fight while I'm recording, that's more work for me down the line. <laughs> so, so, that's the best. Anyway. Um, yes. The I, I mentioned earlier that I like how everyone is not dealing and then dealing with their own trauma vis-a-vis Pink Diamond. Pink Pearl in particular is so soft and sweet. Her brand of trauma is is that she is like writing off her own feelings to the point where she believes she has no issues. Mm-hmm. And she's making her personality and her presence smaller and quieter so as not to attract the attention of her abuser. Like, mm-hmm. that is that is the read that I'm getting on that, is, like, she has become this, like, very soft-spoken... Keep your head down. Yes, she's keeping her head down, and it has just become who she is. She, mm-hmm. like, this is her personality now. It has yeah. shaped her as a gem. I guess conditioning is the best term for what yeah. that is. When they do get to the reef, and they're going through the boutique where it's very much, like, dress up your servant. Look how look how nice this is, you know? like Buy the new Apple iPhone case. Yeah, exactly. Pearl's response is a little aggressive. Who would be into this girly shit? I'm not like other girls. And then yes. Wilson's over there being other girls. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, it really is the, like, my past as this kind of pearl is part of her trauma. So, yeah. like, her her avoidance is just kind of like... The condescension, like, oh, look at yes! how much more mature I am. Exactly. I've grown out of the silly little toys. Even though she admits, like, no, I'm still hurting at the end of the episode. Like, we know Pearl. 
Yeah, you know? we know she's, she's. Yeah, you're not good at hiding it at all. Exactly. Yeah, she's she's petty. The second um, you started fucking competing with like the one-eyed abuse victim was kind of our the giveaway. The towel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like trying to pull the wand away from her. From like part of part of Pearl's healing is, I think, becoming. Uh, uh, you know, not a servant, like becoming nobody's pearl. It's just sort of like imprinting the insecurity she kind of created for yes. herself onto onto pink. And it's also not how you talk to trauma victims. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> is our pearl nobody's pearl? That I has think... been her arc. Yeah. But okay, here's here's my issue with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pearl was still obeying an order from Rose, like, mm-hmm. as her Pearl to, you know, hide the secret of her origin. So I feel like that kind of muddies and confuses a lot of, like, the character development and self-affirmation that Pearl went through well, in the first series, you know? I would say that that in and of itself is her trauma, where yeah. it's like she has convinced herself that, no, she's nobody's Pearl, when in reality, no, she's been Rose's Pearl, like, she and never she'll stopped. never admit it, yeah. And the the uh, admittance at the end of the episode where she's like, no, I'm still hurting, is like, I think her arc is her realizing that it's like, no, I am actually, like, this is actually trauma. Like, like Pink Diamond Rose, like, our relationship did actually fuck me up. Yeah. And she's still working on it. So her arc ends with her still working on it. So I would say that her arc is that she's she is becoming nobody's pearl. But she, at the end of the series, she's not there. And that's fine. You're still hurting. And, like, that kind of trauma doesn't, like, it doesn't ever fully, like, go away in, like, the poof, it's gone sense. Which is what Steven is trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Pearl will still always kind of have that trauma. And I don't, like, I don't expect the writers to, like, put a nice little bow on it because that's a very well that's how trauma works isn't it yeah yeah immature way to like tie up a plot about abuse like that mm-hmm. like pearl i believe that in in the sense of like who she is as a character i do think that by this point in the show she is no one's pearl but she's still hurting but the, but she's still yeah exactly she's like, still you can, hurting you can recover but there's still scars yeah you can have both you can have both yeah what do we think about Volley Pearl? I thought they would name her Mother of Pearl. How Mother of Pearl would have been so good! It's probably one of my favorite fusion designs in the whole series. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I like how fairy tale and storybooky it is, which oh, fits oh, yeah. like Pearl, her personality, the imagery of pearls in general. Like that final shot where we see her in like full proper color with the right lighting when she's just like doing that side sit lean on the ground all serene it's just like Mm -hmm. a great image for that character design especially the like self-affirmation giant that finally gives them i i love that speech self-affirmation giant is amazing and i love it i love that that speech at the end that she has about how now that the two pearls have fused like they can see each other's side and know everything for the Mm -hmm. first time like that i i feel like that in the context of steven universe's sci-fi elements is legitimately beautiful yeah it is the most cohesive design. Yeah. In that in that it doesn't feel like, oh yeah, let's do a mismatch of the outfits and slam them together. Like no, it feels like harmonious. She's her own pearl. We we briefly touched on this before, but like before they fuse and before we get to Mega Pearl, there's the moment where 
where Steven has a pink diamond moment. He has a pink diamond moment, which they're ramping up to the the climax of the show, which is when he fucking loses his Just fucking shit and turns into a Steven monster. Steven goes baby rage. Um, so like this is the um most pronounced to this point, and it becomes more pronounced every episode. But he yeah. he does exhibit the destructive power that does trigger Wilson. And that is his own brand of avoidance to the trauma is that he's mm-hmm. like, well, if I can just fix it, if I can just fix it, then I don't have to think about it. You if know? I can just make everybody happy. Yes. We won't have problems. You right? can not no. just fix trauma. And I know we talked about that a little bit earlier, but I wanted to put a pin in it and bring it back around. I think that's the, I think it's final thoughts time. Final thoughts time. Okay. Sure. I'll go first. This is, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of future. Mm. And maybe one of the entire series as a whole. Yeah. Like, d- like bad, dumb naming, haha, PTSD person has funny name joke aside. It's like, the one issue that I have, and it's yeah. honestly like a very like surface level issue. Once you get hooked into like what this episode is actually going to be about, like it does not let up at all. Like it does not. It goes full throttle for like the entire time, emotionally speaking. And my favorite part, I think, of the episode is at the very end. And they did, and I and I checked, and they do do this intentionally. And they, uh, the other episode that volleyball appears in, is that oh, don't they, take my final thought, don't take my final thought, don't take my final oh, thought. Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> then I'll I'll hold off because, uh, and here's the thing, it's fine. I don't have to say it because now I know that it's going to be said. I was trying to make sure that it was said, uh-huh. but since it's going to be said, I'll skip over it, and we will go to that later. My other favorite detail, I guess, about this episode is like. And I kind of already said it, but I'm calling that Mother of Pearl from now on because that's mm-hmm. just the best name. Yes. How, like I said, Mother of Pearl is like such a cohesive fusion. And it's not just like, oh, let's make same character but big. Like, no, sh- like she has her own identity. She just sounds like the most confident any Pearl in the show has ever sounded. Mm-hmm. Like she is like emotionally anchored. Like she is complete as a character and like it's so nice hearing pearl's voice sound so confident and assured and not like how she's ever sounded throughout the rest of the series mm-hmm. and i'll pass over what i was going to say to you kayla i have like one and a half final thoughts i do like that um when the two pearls are in the shell wilson does come to the realization and actually says like have i actually been making excuses for her like has that what i've been doing mm-hmm. um that is, in my experience, how it goes. Like, we, there is, a, there is just, like, a moment of clarity where you're like, oh, I have trauma. I have trauma and I've been avoiding it. And uh, the first thing that you do is like, okay, well, how do I fix it? So she asks Pearl, like, how did you fix it? And then Pearl is like, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> did I didn't. So, like, they... they come to this like really beautiful moment where they're both like yeah we're both a little fucked up from the same person but hey we're now fucked up together and we can be fucked up together um so when they fuse the eye damage is still present and i enjoy that when they unfuse we don't get to see pink pearl's eye like it's it's none of our business i don't think unfusing would fix it but the fact that they left it ambiguous yes like there's there was an understanding reached so that these two pearls could each understand their own trauma more thoroughly and hopefully use that to recover but it's not it is not something that like once you understand it it's it's gone and you can just fix it 
But I do think that if they had shown the damage, it probably would have been a moment of like, oh, well, then what was the point of the episode if it didn't fix it? Mm-hmm. You know, even though like, no, it does make sense that if it's still damaged, of course, it's still damaged. But the fact that it's hidden at all the is fact, the yeah, point. The writers left it ambiguous so that there can just be the understanding that it's like, A, it's none of our business. And B, trauma is a lifelong companion. So you can mm-hmm. understand it and you can recover. But like, that doesn't mean everything is undone. Steven. Steven. <laughs> and Matt, what you were going to say was the one other time that she does appear they keep it ambiguous because when yep. she's in the gardening class with Peridot, um, she's holding a flower pot and there is um, like a bloom covering her eye. So like mm-hmm. her healing is purposefully ambiguous. And yeah. I think that that is the best way that they could have handled it. Yeah. And Max. Okay. I got one because yeah. you guys took like yeah. seven years between the two of you. Oh, shut up. I'm the one who has to edit it. <laughs> I'm the one who has to sit through it as it's happening, though. Like the rest of us aren't doing that. Say your fucking final thought, Squidward. (laughs) My final thought is that, uh, I do like this episode. It's good that we got this. But also, I could not take another fucking Pearl episode after this. A Our Pearl episode or any Pearl episode? Our Pearl. Okay. Just, there's been so much with her over and over throughout the whole series and like I know she's the main character but I I just feel like at some point we kind of ran out of stuff for her and this was Mm -hmm. like the last thing you could possibly do with her that wasn't just like any kind of unnecessary padding or forcing her back into the narrative exactly no it's purposeful it's purposeful that this is the Mm -hmm. this is like the last bit of her arc that we are meant to see all right so thank you for listening to the house of unrecognized talent The payoff is nothing.